Please begin to bless the name of the Lord for the gift of life, the gift of today. Somebody lift up your voice. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Come flood this place.
Somebody pray in the spirit. Holy Spirit of the Lord. Daddy, overwhelm our hearts. That you overwhelm our hearts. Pray and tell the Holy Spirit to overwhelm you. Tell the Holy Spirit to invade your privacy. To invade your totality. Ask the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, invade me. Say, Holy Spirit, invade me from the head, from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Invade me, invade me, invade me. Shamanano Santania Tanaba, Yemlede Kemen Taniata, Mano Sebatania Capada, Yemrano Santania Capada, E Kamano Sebente, Sweet Holy Spirit of the Lord, Mano Sebatanaba. We love you so much. Spirit divine. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oraska Panda Diata. Mekana Mayataba. Kebrede Sandania. Melebete Melebete. the mighty name of Jesus thou sweet spirit of the Lord Holy Spirit that is who you are whenever you invade any place the place becomes holy because you are so contagious and your influence is unexplainable and is unavoidable and this morning all we are saying is that invade our privacies Invade our totality. Because without you, we can do nothing. The Bible says that in you we live and move and have our being. And Lord, we have experienced it. And that is what we also agree and we say. That is why, Holy Spirit of the Lord, we are saying that invade us today. We avail ourselves, we make ourselves empty for you to fill us with you. That we become like you that as you are in heaven so we will be here on the earth oh jesus father and heal and deliver and refresh restore and let there be recovery. Amen. And Lord, use us also as weapons in your hands. Amen. In the book of Jeremiah, you said, You are my battle axe. You are my weapons. You are my battle axe. Use us in the name of Jesus. Make every crooked path straight for us. Lord, bless this short exhortation in Jesus' name. And let us be equipped and empowered for the mandate ahead. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let's sing the field of souls as we sit out.
together you and I. I want you to hold. Listen, just be on your feet for me for a moment. Hold the hand of somebody. Now, this song, we don't sing it alone. We are not the same. going to do Of the church, yeah, 
the greatest mandate of the church is going out nothing better than that hallelujah the lord didn't save us so that we would just every sunday be in church and not do anything with it last sunday i was telling us that if you eat and you don't go to the restroom you will not be fine hallelujah anything god created two things he created inlet and exit so when you keep on inletting without exiting trouble you see God said, look at this. Bible says that in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, when the Lord called Abraham, he said, I will bless you that you will be a blessing unto others. Now, there are two kinds of people in the kingdom. We have the reservoirs who are the hoarders. And then we have the channels, which is the outlet. Now, God you see, Bible says that he giveth seed to the he giveth bread to the eater, but he gives seed to the sower. You see, now the, the difference is that when you become a hoarder, you begin to stink in the eyes of God. When you keep hoarding things, for example, if you keep water in a bottle for a very long time without letting it flow, now it begins to stink. How many of you have heard the word the dead sea before? The Dead Sea. Have you heard the, 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 the name before? The Dead Sea. Now, why do we call it the Dead Sea? Because it is the only... Huh? Yeah, who is telling me? Who, 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 is, who is giving me? Huh? It is the only... Yes, sir. Yes, it is the only river body in the world without an outlet. Yeah, that's why we call it the Dead Sea. If there is... it, You see, it receives, but it doesn't give out. Yeah. So the salinity is higher than any other place on the earth. You see, everything is bad. You see, that it, we call it the Dead Sea because it doesn't give out. When you read the book of Proverbs chapter 11, and let's read 24 to 26. Proverbs chapter 11, 24 to 26. There is one that scatters, you see. And the Bible says that he increases. So when you don't scatter, you don't increase. And look at that. And he said that there is one that withholds, receives more than is meat. Every Sunday, every Wednesday, the last Friday of every month. Of course, we got to be in-house. But when you receive and you don't give out, he said that he receives, he withholds more than is meat. And it turns to poverty. That is why there are many believers who are troubled. You see, but I go to church every Sunday. I go to church every Wednesday. I'm in church every Friday. It is fine. That is what you are supposed to get as your preparation. And then when you get it, what you have received, Bible said that what I say to one, I say to all. Mark chapter 13, verse 37. He said, what I say unto one. Look at that. I say unto what? All. You see, and what I say unto you, I say unto all. So God wants the people out there to hear what he's saying to you. But how would they hear? Romans chapter 10. And then reading from verse number 13. You see, I'm preaching like that too. I've started preaching. Today is exhortation. Amen. So I'm not going to go into exegesis and comprehensions and uh, theories and then theologies and then the Greek and the Hebrew. You see, I'm preaching like that because I'm encouraging us to go out. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You see? And then look at the next verse. Who, he said that whosoever, 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 including those guys out there, 
whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But the question is, how shall they call on him whom they don't know, whom they don't believe? You see, the world, I told you last Sunday that the world is looking for the solution. But unfortunately, don't blame them because they just don't know where to find the solution. They are looking to them, hey, maybe the solution is in, in working hard and getting all the money. Go and ask billionaires. They can't sleep. I'm telling you, I've heard their testimonies over and over. When you have it all without God, you have nothing. The poorest person on the earth is the person without Jesus. Not the person without money. That is why sometimes you see some of these homeless guys and they are seated by a shop side and then they are totally gone. Somebody too is sleeping by a jacuzzi but can't blink the eye. It is not what you have. Praise the name of Jesus. Is somebody understanding me? I know people who, who, who have never stepped foot in school, but then they employ PhD holders to manage their money for them. And they pay them. And they can sack them anytime. You see, the many things that the world is looking for, I'm not saying that these things are bad, but these things without God is trash. Yeah. These things, it doesn't matter. What did Jesus say? He said, if a man has the whole world and he loses his soul, what has he got? So, that everything, that is why one with God is forever the majority. So, look at that. He said, how shall the people that are looking for the solution? Now, he started by saying that anybody who calls on the name of the Lord will have the solution. That is in the verse number 13. And then in verse number 14, he said that, but how shall they call on him? in whom they have not believed. And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? You see, how, how can they when they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Without a preacher. Without a preacher. And that is why you are the preacher. I am a preacher of preachers. Your pastor is a preacher of preachers. Why is he a preacher of preachers? Because you are also a preacher. In Revelation chapter 5 and verse number 9 and 10, Bible says that when Bible said that they sang a new song, and then they said, You are ready to open the book and to break the seal thereof. For you were slain, you have redeemed us unto God by your blood, and out of every kindred, out of every tongue, out of every people, out of every nation. And look at verse 10. Everybody that is born again, he has made us unto our God, kings and priests. The believers want to be called. Or they want to enjoy the kinship grace. But they don't want to enjoy the priesthood grace. But there are two things. Every child of God. So your pastor is a priest of priests. Hallelujah. I come. The Lord equips you through me. And then together we go to preach. So look at that. He said and he has made us kings and priests. That we should do what? Reign. Where? On the earth. So we are supposed to reign on earth. The word reign means dominate. The word reign means take charge. The word reign means direct. I love that one. It means direct. Direct. You see, you, you, you reign to direct. That is why leaders direct. So when you are reigning, you direct. Now get back to the Roman chapter 10. And we're in verse number 14. Bible said that how shall they hear? How shall they receive direction without a director? How shall they hear without a preacher? And then verse 15 says that 
And how shall they preach except they be sent? So in Isaiah chapter 6 and verse number 8 and 9. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8 and 9. Also I heard a voice of the Lord saying, Who shall I send? Who shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, here am I. You see, this is the question heaven is asking every church. Who shall I send? Who shall I send? Who shall? Last Sunday I told you, the revival that in our days now, they talk about, it's not really revival. No. Revival is when sinners run into the church and then they run to the altar with all their whatever and then they break down and they cry before the Lord. Not when there is a transfer of church members from one church to the other. That is not revival. Is somebody here with me? You see, there is so much, there is so much and so many people out there, brothers and sisters, that are looking for the solution that you and I are holding on to. You see, and that is what I'm talking about, ministers of reconciliation. We are the ministers of reconciliation. So, he said, who shall I send? Who will go? And I said, here am I. Send me. Send me. Look at verse 9. And he said, go and tell these people. Hear ye indeed, but understand or see ye indeed, but you perceive not. That is why we have been sent to tell them. Because they are seeing, but they can't see. They are hearing, but they can't understand. So somebody got to go and interpret it to them. So go back to the Romans chapter 10. And I was in verse number 15, I believe, at this time. In verse 15, how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful, you see? So this is what makes the, the believer beautiful, you see? And the word beautiful here means complete and perfect in the eyes of the Lord. Yeah, you can check it. It means complete and perfect in the eyes of the Lord. So he said that as it is written, how beautiful, how complete and perfect in the eyes of the Lord are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. You see? The gospel of peace. And bring glad tidings of good news. The gospel is good news. And bring glad tidings of good things. And verse 16 and 17. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. Why? Because not all of them will go. Therefore, he said that who has believed our report. And verse number 17. So then, faith cometh by hearing. The people out there are waiting to hear. My short exhortation for us is that we are the ministers of reconciliation. Now, I'm going to show you a short video and then I will conclude the message and then we will go out. You see? This is the reason why, that, let me tell you something. Satan knows that. Satan knows that. There are certain things in the kingdom, when you do them, there are certain things you don't have to pray for. Yeah. I always use this example, and I'm going to use it again. For example, if you are driving on this street, on the northwest, on the broad street in front of us, okay, there are certain installations along the route. You don't need to pray. To see them because they are there all you need to do is to be on the route and then you see them right now but if you are not on the route then let's say you are on the medical center parkway and then you are praying to see holy hill chapel tennessee located there now it's a misapplied that is why bible say that we pray amiss 
Because sometimes you are praying for something that the Lord has positioned in a place. So, you don't need to pray that, Lord, let me have this. You only need to pray, Lord, let me be in the right place, in the right position. Now, there are things that accompany them that carry the glad tidings. And it is called beautiful feet. It is called beautiful feet. He said, give give me the, the verse number 15 again. There are things that accompany us. You don't need to pray for it. You see, how beautiful, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. So when you carry the gospel of peace, you don't need to be a title holder. You don't need to have clerical. You don't need to attend seminary or theological school. You only need to be a preacher. A preacher of what? A preacher of the good news. What is the good news? I was mad and the Lord delivered me. Mark chapter 5 and verse number 15 that was. Now in Mark chapter 5, we all know when they came to Jesus, they saw the guy that was mad, that was possessed with devils. He had legion. But sitting and clothed and in his right mind. All his message was that I was crazy. I am in my right mind. All was that. That was all. The only message that this guy knew. He didn't know anything about Isaiah. He didn't know anything about Jeremiah. He didn't know that Jeremiah had even prophesied. That the Israelites went upon a time were going to be in captivity for 70 years. And the Lord will visit them. For I know the thought that I think towards you. No, 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 no. He didn't know that. All he knew was the glad tidings that. Yes, I was mad. I was possessed with devils. And I had legend. But now I am sitting and clothed in my right mind. And they were afraid. His testimony made people afraid. They didn't quote any scripture. His testimony. How shall they hear? Now so he came to Jesus. In verse number 16. Bible said that. Now they, when they saw it. And, and then they told them. What had happened. And then this guy was in his right mind. Concerning even the swine. And then verse number 17 says that. And then they told Jesus. We are afraid of you. Please leave our coast. Okay. So now Jesus was about to leave verse 18 and the guy came and said Jesus I want to be a political believer who is a political believer I just want to sit Sunday I come I'll give my offering I'll pay my tithe yeah you know if there is some one or two chores I have to do in the church and I have time I'll do it yeah, if I don't have time, I'll go another time, I'll do it. You know, I'm, I'm a fair weather believer. I'm a very political believer. You know, I don't offend God. God doesn't offend me. I come to church on Sunday, on Wednesdays. I do my best to also join. Even at times, on the last prophetic night, Friday service, I also joined. So, you know, I'm okay. He said, I want to be a political believer. And the Lord said, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. He will be a political believer. And look at what the Lord said to him. Somebody who didn't know the Bible from A to Z. He said, How be Jesus suffered him not. Somebody say, Jesus suffered him not. Now that word means that he did not allow it. And then he rather said unto you, Go home to your friends and tell them how great things the Lord has done for you. That is your gospel. Your gospel is in the womb of the gospel. Yeah. Tell them. Just tell them. How good 
things that how great things what are the great things that the lord has done for you and i how he has had compassion on i don't know about you mrs income but me if the lord had not had compassion on me by now i'll be dead i don't know about you maybe you 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 maybe you amen but i have a story amen do you have a story i have a story yeah go and tell what a lord how the lord had had compassion on you and verse 20 so he departed as we're about to do and he went to publish in decapolis do you know the word publish the word publish means established it means with guarantee or with evidence you know when somebody comes to tell you something you say oh i saw i saw elder marshall at marshall's buying and then you go like really that man doesn't shop at marshall's that man shops at o'reilly's he said i saw him he said ah is that the marshall or madame marshall the two of them are all marshall marshall and at marshall he said i'm talking about elder are you sure he said then you take your phone this is the evidence look at his picture he said oh that is published it means you can't doubt it listen there is a message which when you carry out nobody can doubt it and that is the message of your gospel what the lord has done for you how the lord had had compassion on you cindy how the lord showed you grace how you went to pay your bill you got there and they said it has been paid how you were sick and the lord healed you yeah how i was when i was doing my masters and then it was fee paying and we were the first batch for petroleum geoscience and it was in dollars and i didn't know how to pay it because i couldn't afford it and somewhere somehow i paid the initial registration and i was believing god and i was believing god and i remember in those days in the night we would get to the field and we'll be praying what, what are we praying for we are praying for souls we were in school but we were praying for souls lord would you please bring salvation and there was a prayer i used to pray which i'm praying again that lord two mile radius from where i am i cost everybody arrest everybody two mile radius two mile radius so when you go around me in two mile circulation everybody within is covered by that prayer and then they told us they said you cannot do the final exam except you are free from all your bills how was i going to pay at that time it was around four thousand five hundred dollars converted to ghana city i never knew how i would be able to pay it but we kept on believing we kept on praying the week before we checked i checked on the student portal and the school was owing me 1500 ghana cities yeah that is how come i finished my masters up to today i never paid it but it was paid for me the miracles that the lord has done for you they are your gospel in the gospel he went and he published in decapolis how great things jesus had done for him and all men did marvel tell somebody i'm a minister of reconciliation now you know the church listen the church is the governmental institution of god upon the earth now next month i'll be talking about um, the church in the realm of the miraculous because on friday the lord spoke to me by the way by the way 
in case um, um, uh, you are here, I want you to take note of this. This coming Friday, last Friday was so awesome. It was so powerful. We were praying and then the Holy Ghost just took over. We're just a few. But the Holy Spirit just took over. When the choir finished, they couldn't leave. They came to, it was an awesome time. Short but very powerful. And the Lord told me, this night of supernatural encounter, it is an encounter with the God of miracles. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And the Lord told me, he said, there will be two things. This last Friday, that is going to be in September the 28th. Is it 29th, right? Yeah. An encounter with the God of miracles. The Lord told me two things, and I need you to write it down. This is by the way. The Lord said that there is going to be instant miracles. Yeah. The Lord told me, I'm telling you. Instant, and then the Lord said to me, number two, and my people will be activated in the miraculous. Yeah. So two things will happen on that day. We will receive and experience instant miracles. And number two, we will be activated to walk in the miraculous. Don't take yourself out. That Friday, don't take... And also take note of this. The Lord also spoke to me and I told those that were there. Because of that, the Lord said, from September the 25th to the 29th, five days of emergency prayers and fasting. Yeah. Five days, just five days of emergency prayers and fasting. Yeah. I need a miracle. That is the title. I need a miracle. I need a miracle. Everybody on earth will once upon a time need a miracle. I need, the Lord spoke to me. 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, Monday to Friday, five days of, it is an emergency prayers and fasting because it has not been rehearsed. We were just praying, the Lord spoke to me. And I always tell you, my duty as a preacher and as a pastor is to hear the owner speak and then interpret it to the church. Hallelujah. I'm not the owner of the church. I'm only a foreman. I'm only a lead. So I hear what he says and then I declare it. And then, as the church flows through, the Lord performs what he has said. Because there are two things that we need to understand. The Lord always confirms what he says through his people. Hallelujah. And he perfects it. Amen. And so, please take note of this very powerful, very, very important announcement. I, 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 I just chipped it in. From the 25th, 26, 27, 28, 29, if you are online listening, I want you to keep those dates. There will be emergency five days of emergency prayers and fasting hallelujah and then on the 29th which will be the last friday of this month the theme is an encounter with the god of miracles if there is any area of your life you are believing god for a miracle listen i don't produce miracles it is god that produces it and he does it if he says he will in this house how many of you know that whatever God says, he does it in this house? If you have been in this house for some time, you know it. So I want you to come. Come with everybody that you can. Anybody that is believing God for a miracle, I will not do it. God will confirm it. Hallelujah. Yeah. And so I want you to prepare and then come on the 29th and then we will, we will see what the Lord will do. Hallelujah. But then, going back to the ministry of reconciliation, the church, the church is a governmental arm of God upon the earth. You see? Now what do I mean by the governmental arm of God upon the earth? It is like every country there is a place or there is um, 
uh, yeah, there is a place in every country called the ambassadorial enclave or let's say the consulate or in very simple terms we call it the embassy now for example if you want to go to any country you need the embassy of that country in your country to give you access to that country amen hallelujah so if you want to go to let's say london or let's say you want to go to a certain country. I don't know which country you desire to go. But then, you need the embassy of that country within your country to give you what is called a visa. Now, one of the things that the, 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 um, the embassy does is that they take decisions on behalf of their country. In their host country. Do you understand? So, they are in a host country. But they do things on behalf of their country in the host country. And one of the things the ambassador does is that the ambassador of that embassy takes decisions. Please listen very well. He takes decisions on behalf of his country and it is binding. Now, so um, let me use me coming from an African country to America. Now, when I got to the embassy of the United States of America, how did I get here? I went to the embassy of the United States of America. And then I told them I want to visit America. So they checked everything that I had brought, if it was genuine and everything. And then the ambassador said, I agree, you can go. There were people that day that the ambassador, saw, ambassador said, I don't agree, I won't let you go. It, it didn't matter whether the certain president had even given them an invitation. If the ambassador said that, no, your going is detrimental to my country, ladies and gentlemen, the person was denied. If the ambassador said, I don't see anything that you have brought, but I just feel like I want you to go, that is it. The ambassador has the prerogative to take decisions that are binding for his country in his host country. Is somebody flowing with me? Yeah. In the same case, look at the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And then reading from verse number 18 to 21. That is my scripture. And all things are of God. Look at that. Who has reconciled us to himself. So the Lord reconciled you and I, Francisca, to himself by Jesus Christ. And then he has given us the ministry. He has given us the ministry. That the, in other words, the embassy. The embassy of reconciliation. You see? So he has made us to become. Now look at the next verse. Verse number 19. And he said, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto him, unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So God is not here, but he has representatives that must take binding decisions on the earth for him. In verse number 20, he said, he said, now then we are ambassadors. Do you see? Why did he say we are ambassadors? Because an ambassador takes decision on behalf of his embassy. An ambassador takes a binding decision. He said, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. And then verse 21 says that, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. 
turn to somebody by your side and say, I salute you, Madam Ambassador. If it is a man, say, Mr. Ambassador. Oh, is, did you say it? Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, the word reconcile, I was looking at the Greek meaning. And the word reconcile comes from the Greek word katalagi. I'll spell it, don't worry. Don't be overwhelmed. Katalagi is K-A-T-A-L-L-A-G-E. Now, that word means this. Write them quickly. Number one. The word reconcile means to restore friendly relations. To restore friendly relations. So, if there is an issue between two people and I say... I want, I want to restore. It means that I want to bring friendly, that friendly res, uh, uh, relations back again. So when the Lord says that we are ministers of reconciliation, the Lord is saying that wherever we find ourselves, we are supposed to bring friendly relations between God and the people. Friendly relations between God and your classmates. Friendly relations between God and the... Yes, that is it. Now, and then the, 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 the next thing is that this word, reconcile, means to make views or beliefs compatible with one another. To make views or beliefs. Okay? Now, so the world has a very bad view or belief about God. So, as ministers of reconciliation, we are, what, our duty is to make this belief that they have. We annul it and we make the belief that we know in God compatible with them. We make it compatible with them. In other words, we make it understandable to them. That they will know the love. They will know the grace. They will know the mercy. They will know the fervency of the love that God has towards the church. And towards the, the, his creation. And then, and then, number three. Number three. This word reconcile means to heal. To heal. And to bring hope. To heal and to bring hope. To heal. Matthew chapter 10. And then verse number 1. And then 7 to 8. You see. To heal and to bring hope. I'm telling you our duty as ambassadors of Christ. Look at that. When he had called unto him. His 12 disciples. He gave them power. Against unclean spirits. To cast them out. And to heal. Somebody say heal. heal. You see? Why? Because you are an ambassador. An ambassador heals. He said to heal all manner of sicknesses and all manner of diseases. And then in verse number 7, he said, as you go, preach and tell them the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, the solution center of God is here. You don't need to get to the borders of America to receive a visa. You can receive it right in Ghana, around the, uh, the cantonment area there. That is all. You just need to be there. You don't need to board a plane. What about if you get to the airport and they say they won't let you go inside? Then your, your, your plane fare and your time, 12-hour journey, has been wasted. But then if you just go to the embassy, just around the cantonment area, they say, we won't let you go. He said, oh, yeah, take your country. Let me go home and eat my eba. <laughs> they said, we will let you go. He said, okay. Do you, and you understand what I'm talking about? Because there is 
a situation there is tell them the kingdom of god is at hand the kingdom of america is here where is it he said it is at cantonment he said go there and whatever so the church is the governmental arm of god and he said that when we go we should tell the people that the kingdom of god the solution center the thing that they are looking for is right here it's right here he said when they ask you where is it then he said demonstrate it how do you demonstrate it? Verse 8 says that, heal the sick. Did you see that? Heal the sick. Sometimes we think that when we say that, come and let me pray for, the, for, for healing for you. We think that sometimes it is In actual fact, listen to me. <laughs> Not understanding what the Lord is saying you should do makes you prideful. Yeah. If I say that I'm going to heal you, <laughs> somebody will say the man is becoming God but look at the Bible what did the Lord say he said do what please please deprogram de- your mind from religion religion is taking some people's mind right now yeah you deprogram your mind let's read English let's read English forget about uh, religion and tradition the Lord said do what yeah hallelujah when Jesus appeared to um, Paul on the way to Damascus, and then he became blind, and then the Lord now came to another elder in the church. He was called an- an- Ananias. He said, Ananias, I've already accosted Paul, but go. He is in a place like this. Go and minister to him. When Ananias came, he said, Brother Paul, the Lord that met you on the way to Damascus has sent me to you. And I have come to heal you. And then he said, he laid his hands upon him. His eyes were open. You see, many times the reason why, listen, listen very well. Shh. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The reason why the things that God has enshrined in the scriptures does not work is because we don't apply them with the principle and the mentality as it is in the Bible. So when I'm praying for you, I pray and I say that, Lord, if you will, please heal her. Already I've disqualified the whole process. Do you understand it? I've disqualified the whole process. Because the Lord already wills. What I need to do is to exist. Listen, God doesn't do what you don't do. God confirms. Listen, heaven confirms what you do. <clears throat> don't worry. Next month when I'm talking about the church in the realm of the miraculous, you understand. Heaven confirms what his children does. Give me Matthew chapter 18 and then verse number 19 and 20. Look at Matthew chapter 18 verse 19 and 20. He said, and again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth. Start from verse number 18. Verse 18 says, what you bind on the earth. Whatsoever you. So heaven doesn't go about binding. Heaven confirms our binding. Heaven confirms our losing. So when your child is saying, come, let me heal you. In the name of Jesus, who has given me this grace, be healed. And it works. You see, when you understand that the Lord is healing through you, it makes you know that without you, it may not happen. You will not understand it. You take your time and process it. But when you think that, well, God must come from some very far place, come and do it. Now, your mind has detached from what the Lord has said. Now, please, can you go back to the Matthew chapter 10 
and then the verse number seven again because as we are going out i want you to exercise this when peter and then john saw the poor uh, the, the, the 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 man at the beautiful gate in Acts chapter three look at what peter said he says such as i have i give to you such as i have i give to you then in the name of jesus so peter knew that it will not fail because he had it it was a mandate that he had and as he delivers the mandate the giver of the mandate will confirm it when we go out you see somebody that is sick pray for the person and don't think that oh what if God doesn't heal? You are the one that is healing and God will confirm. If you don't heal, God will not confirm. Look at Matthew, look at John. John chapter 20. John chapter 20 and verse 21 to 23. No wonder Jesus told us this. In John chapter 20, verse 21 to 23. 21 to 23. Then Jesus said to them, Peace be unto you. As my father has sent me, even so send I you. Even so send I you. So, as the father sent Jesus. Jesus has relegated that sending to us. It means that whatever the father gave to Jesus, Jesus has given to us. Do you understand it? And then look at what he said. Very amazing. Very, very amazing. Verse 22 says that, and when he has said this, he, he breathed on them and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Now, they became his direct representatives upon the earth. And then in verse number 23, he gave a statement that many times people don't look at. He said, whosoever, can we, can we look at the scriptures? He said, whosoever sins, you remit. What will happen? Who does the remitting? You forgive them and heaven approves it. We don't know the church, the power of the church. We don't know. We don't know. That is why nobody became born again by Jesus coming to stand here to say that, okay, Pastor Nicky, you have finished preaching. Sit down. Now, this is Jesus. I've appeared from heaven. After the preaching, who want to receive me? No. But I preach or the preacher preaches and then he say, who want to receive Jesus? And then I shoot my hand. And then you come forward. He says, say with my heart. He said, with my heart. I believe I'm a sinner. Jesus came to die. My sins are paid. I am no more a sinner. I am born again. And then the pastor tells you, your sins are forgiven. And you go like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That one we believe. But when I say that, I'm praying that the grace of healing upon me will come upon you. We don't believe it. How will God come? When will he come? Then we begin to think, when will God appear to heal me? This sickness has been there for a very long time. Because we don't know the power of the church. This is why we have to go out. This is why. He said, whoever sins. So, the people out there, their sins can never be forgiven. Except you and I as his ambassadors go there. And they forgive them. But how can we forgive them? Except we preach repentance unto them. With our story. And they come. And we say that because you have come. The Lord has forgiven you. Do you understand it? Yeah. He has given us that ministry, that arm of government to become his ambassadors upon the earth. If we don't do what he wants us to do, an angel will not come and do it. In Acts chapter 10, the Lord wanted to visit the house of Cornelius. He sent an angel to Cornelius. He said, Cornelius, 
Send people to Joppa. There is a man there called Peter. When he comes, he will tell you what to do. Why didn't the angel tell them? Because God had an ambassador called Peter waiting. Say, I am God's ambassador. Hallelujah. Now send men to Joppa. Call one for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. Do you have the video ready? Okay, now, verse number six. When he comes, look at that. He is lodging by the house. Of, he shall tell you what you ought to do. You are an angel. You came. You won't tell me what to do. At least, if an angel tells you, Ophelia, that go and cut your braids, you will not think twice. It, it doesn't matter what your husband says. An angel told me, hey, my friend, if even nobody will cut it for you, you'll find some cutlass. And then you chop it off. Praise the name of... You not even only re- remove the braids. You remove the, the whole hair. <laughs> is that right? Lillian, is that right? Yeah. Why? Because an angel too. But in order for the... In order for Cornelius' house to know that there are representatives of God upon the earth, he told him, he said, go and call Peter. When he comes, go and call Howard. When she comes and she preaches to you, go and call glory. When she comes and she preaches to you, go and call in October. When he comes and he preaches to you, he will tell you what you need to do. Bible said that Peter now came upon the scene. As Peter was preaching, the Holy Ghost fell upon them. The, when the angel came, the Holy Ghost didn't fall. You see, I'm trying to tell you what it means to be a minister of reconciliation. It means that the Lord has invested so much power, so much grace inside us because we are the lens through which the world will see God. Yeah, we are the lens. We are the lens. Are you going out with me today? When you go, don't be afraid to exercise your authority because when you exercise it, the Lord confirms it. The Lord doesn't confirm vacuum. He confirms words and things that his ambassadors do. If the ambassador of America in Ghana takes a decision, American government will approve it. If, listen, if later on they see that he made an error, they will recall him. But the decision will be binding. Do you know why? Because they don't want to desecrate their name upon the ambassador. They want to stand by him. They want to confirm. That is why when you walk in trouble, the Lord exempts you. Because here brings me to the final point. Now, if an ambassador is in a land and there is trouble in the land, when the government is sending a rescue team, they send them to rescue their ambassador and then the people that work for them. You see? So many times, the thing that we are looking for God to do for us, it comes as a result of we doing what he has told us to do. Lift up your hand. Say, I am an ambassador of Christ. I reconcile. Please say it with confidence and with assurance through the lens of the scriptures. Say, I reconcile the world to Jesus. I heal the sick. I forgive sins. And God approves them because he has said so. Do you believe it? Yeah. Put your hands together for the Lord. So let's watch this video and then we will go out. We will go out. And I want you to join us. You see, 
Today we are going to two places. Half of us will go to MTSU to follow up. Last Sunday, we had an awesome time there. And I believe that even last Sunday, because it was a holiday weekend, many people had gone out. Many people had traveled. But the Lord opened the door for us. So half of us will go to MTSU. Half of us will also go to the square. You know the square area where we have Ross and then... Um, and then marshals. I don't even know why I mentioned the marshals in my preaching. You know, you, you see that area? Yeah, we will go there through where they, they have varins that sell the sweet tea and all those things. We will invade all that places. Hallelujah. There are some people, I will not let them go there. They will go and drink varins. Hallelujah. <laughs> all right, are we ready? Now, please, this video is a video that William Booth, William Booth is the founder of Salvation Army. Okay, now that is why he started, he started Salvation Army after this encounter. Now, let's watch the revelation that God gave him. It doesn't matter how many times you've watched it. Anytime you watch it, something must trigger in your heart. So, the lights will be off and I want all of us to watch it. And then afterwards, we will take our offering and then we will, and then please give us the sound. Okay, can I help you? Can you take the pulpit out from there? Thank you. Yeah, and then, yes, sir. Let's 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 move that one as well. I'll, I'll pick this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that and then give us some sound and let's watch this short video and watch it very well. This is a direct revelation that he had from God. When the sound comes, they will start it again. Please, you can put off the lights also for us. vision. I saw a dark and stormy ocean. In that ocean I thought I saw multitudes of poor human beings plunging and floating and shouting and shrieking, cursing and struggling and drowning. And out of this dark angry ocean I saw a mighty rock that rose up with its summit towering high above the stormy seas. And all round the base of the rock I saw a vast platform. And on this platform I saw with delight a number of the poor wretches continually climbing out of the angry ocean. And I saw that some of those who were already safe on the platform were fervently helping the poor creatures still in the angry waters to reach safety. But something puzzled me. Although they had all been rescued at one time or another from the ocean, nearly everyone seemed to have forgotten all about it. Anyway, the memory of its darkness and danger no longer troubled them. 
And what was equally strange and perplexing to me was that most of these people did not seem to have any care, that is, any agonizing care, about the poor perishing ones who were struggling and drowning right before their eyes. But then I saw something wonderful. I saw a great being from above come straight from his palace, right through the dark clouds. And he leapt right into the raging sea among the drowning people. And there I saw him toiling to rescue them, until the sweat of his great anguish ran down in blood. And he was continually crying to those already rescued, to those whom he had helped with his own bleeding hands, to come and help him in the painful and laborious task of saving the lost. But the strangest thing of all was that those on the platform to whom he called were so taken up with their trades and professions and money-saving and pleasures and families and community and gatherings and religions and arguments about it that they did not respond to the cry that came to them from this wonderful being who had himself by his spirit gone down into the sea. And so the multitude went on struggling and shrieking and drowning in the darkness. And then I saw something that seemed stranger than anything that had happened before in this very strange vision. Now watch Those this very well. Those who were being cried out to, to come and help him in his difficult task, were always praying and crying to him to come to them. Some wanted him to come and stay with them and spend his time and strength in making them happier. Others wanted him to come and take away various doubts and misgivings they had concerning the truth of some letters which he had written them. Others wanted him to come and make them feel more secure on the rock, so secure that they would be totally sure they would never slip off again. They used to meet and get as close to the rock as they could, and looking towards the mainland where they thought the great being was, they would cry out, Come to us, come and help us. But all this time, he was down among the poor drowning creatures, crying to them in a hoarse voice, Come to me, come and help me. And then I understood it all. It was plain enough. That sea was the ocean of life, the sea of real actual human existence. Those multitudes of people struggling in the stormy sea were the billions of sinners from every race, language, and nation. That great sheltering rock was Calvary, the place of the cross. And the people on it were those who had been rescued from sin and hell and who professed to be followers of Jesus Christ. That mighty being who called to them from the tempest was the Son of God, the same yesterday, today, and forever who is still struggling to save the dying multitudes about us from this terrible doom of damnation, and whose voice can be heard above the music and machinery and noise of life, calling on the rescued to come and help him save the world. My friends in Christ, you are rescued from the waters. You are on the rock. Jesus is in the dark sea, calling on you to come and help him. Will you go? That is the question that we have. Are we going? Jesus is out there. He's waiting for us to come. And then when we come, 
He will now empower us. This is what we are supposed to do. William Booth had this revelation. He woke up and then he started Salvation Army. That this army will be going out after they have been equipped in the church to do what? To rescue those that are perishing. That is why in Holy Hill Chapel, Tennessee, every year we set aside one month, just one month, that every Sunday when we come here we receive exhortation, then we will go out. You see, this is the greatest call of heaven. Brothers and sisters, let us do this. Don't be afraid. You carry the, the solution. They were interested in staying in the church all their life, praying that he would rather leave the world and then come to them. But Jesus is saying that I'm there. After you have been equipped here, come and help me to bring them in because there are other sheep outside the fold that must also come in. We are going. When we finish taking our offering, please put a giving porter on the line. We will take our communion and then can you bring the the ministry materials please get all the ministry materials here and then we will share them can i have some more ashes and more helpers father we bless our ministry materials please equip and empower them now what when we go no argument don't argue with anybody tell them about the love of god tell them why we are here we came to tell them our story our testimony the lord himself will use your mouth don't be afraid go talk to them now after i like it god bless you after today wherever you find yourself talk to the people there get some of the flyers put it in your bag put it in your car you meet somebody you talk to them about jesus now everything inside this flyer is a full message is a, please you can share the flyers as well it is a full message we talk about John 3 16 we talk about the love of God we talk about what Jesus died to give us it talks about what must I do to enjoy all these free benefits you see and then it talks about why we want you to come so that we will grow together and then we have our details and everything at the back father are we done with the communion father we thank you for the communion as we eat it please empower us with boldness and with grace to do your mandate jesus name please break the bread and let's eat it together then you lift up your, your, your offering. Is that very
last one go. Uh, um, uh, darling, check. Yeah. Your, da, 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 da. Your eyes upon the sparrow. Da, 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 da. Please, are we sharing it? Don't worry about us. We are sharing the flyer. Da, 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 da. No, please, play what you know. <laughs> I'm singing what I know. Please, have you lifted up your offering? <laughs> Father, we thank you for the seed. Please receive it as our blessing and as our offering, Lord. And we pray as we push the kingdom. Now remember, every seed this month is going into the soul winning. We thank you for it in Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Please drop it with joy. Every seed is going into the soul winning. We are printing 5,000 tracks. And we will print more. Jesus, blessed and mighty name. Let's share the grace of God together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. We shall dwell in the house of the Lord. Shall we take our prophetic declaration with long life, full of prosperity and sound health. Salute me and my household all the days of our lives. Amen.